You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. This is not talking about women. 
A lot of times in the Old Testament, even money verses are about land, because that was about, that's how they were compensated. That's how they accumulated wealth. Here, David's in context is talking about the territory of his heart. He says, I want you to expand my heart for your glory. I want you to bless me for your glory, not for me to accumulate, not for me to accomplish or prove a thing, not for convenience, not for comfort. I don't want to be blessed for my sake. I want to be blessed so that I can experience it in children. That was him. He said, Oh, that you have blessed me indeed. I want you to expand my heart, not for my sake and my insecurities, but for your glory. Not for my glory, but yours. He says, Let your hand be with me. David has understood thousands of years ago that he could do nothing without the blessing of God. Nothing without the blessing of God. Young people, old people, single people, and business people. Quit trying to force things. Quit trying to force things. I don't care how great he is or how great the opportunity looks. If the blessing of God is not, they don't do it. And they don't finish it. Well, that's for sure. It's not going to be good. And before you seek a blessing, you better seek him. And if you don't seek him before you seek a blessing, then your motives are all off. Tell somebody to say, God, you're going to take it. He said, let your hand be with me. And then he says, keep me from evil so that I may not cause pain. So we don't know much about David in the Old Testament. We know very little. But his name in Hebrew means pain. That's what he translates. He causes pain. So what we know about Jabez's mother, what we know is Jabez's mother had terrible childbirth, uh, did, did terrible pains giving birth to him. So much so it impacted and traumatized her life so much that she names him, he calls his pain. So Jabez says, keep me from evil so that I may not cause pain, not just experience pain, but cause it. He's saying, I don't want to be what I did. I don't want to cause pain like I did to my mother. I don't want to be my past. I don't want to be my criminal record. I don't want to feel my insecurities. I want to be free from it. I, I want to be free from my deception and my defects. I want you to bless me so that I can walk in freedom, not stay stuck in the things that I'm stuck in. I don't want to cause pain anymore. Because when you stay stuck in pain, is when you begin to cause pain. His motives, you want God's blessing. You want God's blessing. But you need to see better and more than my reason. You may get to the top of the mountain, but you won't get the blessings that God has for you. You won't be his God. Say, God, I'm ready. Last year, we began to reevaluate what is going on in our life. Every Friday. I told the staff, uh, it's a great time to do it. We're on the fall part, everybody's on the fall. And so, uh, so I told him, I said, folks, I said, everything's fair game. No, everything's fair game. We're going to send it. Uh, we're going to reevaluate. We're going to reexamine every part of this church. I don't care if it's winning. We can probably do it better. If it's losing, we may need to stop it. We got a lot of input, but there was one that hurt a little bit more last day. It came from my son, Connor, who is our associate pastor now. He said, uh, our vision is unclear and confusing. This is a this is a man that literally I was there. He told me I was on his wedding. He was eleven years and years before I married his mama, the Pentecost. 
He says, I understand your vision, but the vision statement isn't clear. And I didn't know that. Well, that's wonderful, Jim. I'm going to be honest with you. First of all, I defended it, and I'm good at defending stuff. I can be a lot of you. If you're better at defending it, and you're better at defending it, I'm glad that that's all I need to call I want you to know this, by the way. People want to get you if they criticize you. Just want to throw that out there. We live in a sensitive world. Uh, when I say that America is a wonderful place to live, but we need to get a lot better and be better than we used to be about treating people and issues of social inequality and racism, when I say that, they are not mutually exclusive. I am grateful I live here, but we have not arrived. That is not anti-American to say that. That is actually the opposite. When I say that our country can be better, that's because I love it. Not because I hate it. If I hit my ceiling, if Americans hit our ceiling, there's nowhere to go but that. And so it doesn't make me anti-American to say we are not there yet, not even close, because I don't want to be close yet. You got a friend who really loves you, and I can tell you, you are really screwing up right now. You're going to lose your marriage, you're going to lose your job, you're going to have nothing and nobody left. But if a friend will really put the friendship on the line and tell you the truth, that's not against you. The person that will appease you and say, oh, you're doing great, you need to do better, that's a person that's against you, appeasing and so, when somebody, we, we got to live in this sensitive, sensitive culture, and every one of us are, can we raise your hands right now? All of us. This is all right now. We're admitting something that is a human problem, not a Democrat, Republican, white, black, Puerto Rican, or Haitian. I'm just going like old school guy. Nobody understands it. I feel sorry for you. It's all the same. You get my hands you know what I'm saying? We ain't saying this right now. I say, I'm a snowflake sometimes. Some of you are a snowflake all the time. Like, I'm just saying. I'm just telling you, we need our feelings hurt. We need, whether you don't like the truth, whether you hate somebody for the truth, you need to truth the truth. And here's the thing, Father was right. Father was right. He wasn't afraid to say it, even though he, he knows I'm bound, I'm aggressive, and I may get embarrassed in the first three meetings. He was right, our vision was unclear. We made a lot of great t-shirts off that vision. Move. We were against the brain. We like the word. We were like, we have a vision statement. We have a vision word. Move. We've done a lot of things. I'll preach principles of it. You see the baby moving sign out there? That's a playoff move. Uh, we had a, we had a, a shirt one year, a couple years back called Don't Stop. The principles of move, I will preach the rest of my life because it is a huge theme that is related. It's a huge part of our vision. But it is not a clear vision. It's a catchy thing. It's a catchy thing, but it's not a clear vision. We saw a lot of teachers. I've been seeing like I've been seeing people wearing that blue shirt that we made two thousand eighteen, and I'm like, they're probably the third or fourth owner. I've been the guy that's on the side of the middle of their winner. You know why? Because we don't have clear vision. And clear vision. And and so you wear glasses to see clearer. You wear glasses to see to, these black eyes are terrible. Matter of fact, they're like they're going to cross. I'm going to cross eyes. I'm actually getting surgery. I'm going to, for the first time in almost 37 years, I'm going to be cross eyed after September. I, I wear these things. I wear these things. Oh, I'm going to come up here. I'm going to look like I'm going to be there in the bar ball for about a week and a half. I'm going to crack all the jokes. I'll make them before you make them because I'm going to But these things make me see 2020. You, you wear glasses to see clearer. If you don't have a clear vision in your life, you ain't going anywhere, you're gonna go all the wrong directions. If your marriage doesn't if your marriage doesn't have a clear vision, I feel sorry for it. 
if y'all, if y'all don't know where, what you want, uh, if you want different things, if you grow in different directions, if you don't grow at all, I feel terrible for you. Just a couple of Jack Dawson, a.k.a. Leonard and Greg Rowe and Titanic, he would have had to up his game had he not died in Titanic. Because I'll never let go of it. It really is a great way to go out. Because, I mean, what's that even mean? Oh, never let go. I mean, she's going to live like you trying to tell her. You want to let go. You got to see, baby. So it really ain't even all that clear. The fact that he's a little different, like, oh, she had to cut his hand off almost to live. That's ridiculous. That is Hollywood. But it's really, it's an okay way to go out. It's not a good way to live. He had to up his name as he walked off the Titanic with her and married her. Because it is sexy to be married. It's not sexy to be married to a stranger. It is not sexy to be married to a mysterious man or woman that may be gone for five minutes, but it'll wreck your entire life. It's like clear vision. You better have a clear vision. No people, you ain't married yet. You get a chance to hit the brakes now, and you better kill them. I said, hit them How about that, you got a problem because I'm telling you, a marriage with no vision ain't going anywhere except disaster. Train wreck. You still let you go. If she's in a dumb relationship, I you say, train wreck coming. Thank God for real. I love the guys. I see them in the street. I tell them, you need to go to church, but she wasn't ready and they weren't either. Your business. Start a business all day. Ain't going anywhere without clear, clear vision. Ain't going anywhere without clear vision. Nowhere. Nowhere. Ain't gonna last long. Ain't gonna make much of a difference. Probably gonna make much money. That's why you're gonna close down pretty quick. The reason you struggle with your finances is because you don't have clear vision. I'm just saying, you spend, you, you, you put direct TV, and you got Paramount, I'm not cheaper to have direct TV, not when you got Paramount Plus, Peacock, uh, 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 Disney Plus, uh, uh, YouTube, Apple TV, uh, uh, the sports channel, because the college football comes around, they don't play enough new games, and then before you know it, you have major issues with your car, and you can't fix them, and you say you're broke, they ain't broke, they got television. Great, bro. You know, I'm clear vision. When people tell me, I, I, I've seen it, I've done ministry, so I, I'm not a know it all. I've seen a lot more situations. I've seen single mothers with one source of income be more generous and manage their money better than couples who have a double income that is more than what me and Angie make, and she don't get paid, but we both work here full time, and they are able to do more with their money because they have paid. And I'm not beating you down. I want you to hear me right now. You need a clear vision. If you don't have a clear vision, you ain't going nowhere. A deer gets caught in the middle of the road. The reason they get ran over is because they just freeze. They don't see nothing. You've got to have clarity in your life. And you are not going anywhere. You think you don't need to marry anybody. You don't need to make big decisions until you know what the heck the decision is. We don't have a clear vision. So I am sorry that I am five plus years late to the party with a clear vision for Catholic Church. Nothing's changed, but now it's clear. Here is our vision. Statement. Catholic Church exists. Well, good people is the short version. But Catholic Church exists too. Love God, love people, and inspire others to do the same. That is it. That is a one line for everything we do. No matter how much we grow, no matter how much we expand, every decision we make 
a reason or a why comes back to this. Every time that we ever sin, it will come back to what is the best way that we can love God, love people, and inspire others to do the same. When I have to make me have to make this difficult decision that people don't like, I have to make them based on the details that what will put us in a decision, just like in your marriage, when you make decisions that your kids don't like, when you have to have hard conversations, my vision, this vision, because it's an exact vision, just is a Christ-like vision. I don't preach vision based on the, the, this building. It is a Christ-like vision. Everything you do, every dream, every decision, everything you ever do should be to love God, love people, and inspire others to do the same. If you love Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, if you believe what He wants for you, every your life, your family, the territory that God has given you, that He grows one day. When your income grows, when your kids grow up and leave the house, and it's just you and the person that you think you're out here and raising kids that you don't even know them, you gotta one day gravitate back and say, I've got to have a clear vision in my life. So I'm sorry that I'm late telling you that. That's our vision. That should be your vision. That's all of us. So I'm gonna spend the rest of this message. I'm gonna tell you what God wants for you, what we want for you, and you. I want you to want it for yourself. Not to move. 
Okay? Here's the thing we misunderstand favor. See, favor isn't popular or easy. When we say, uh, she's a teacher, uh, you favor them over my kid. By the way, stop doing that. They got enough chance to do it. Like, I don't want to give them a little bit. We can tell you, yeah, maybe it's some a lesson for them instead of them trying to keep the teacher in the book. You're doing a little bit of that. You're responsible for him. That's where my conversation with the principals and the other struggle and teachers because right now everybody's sensitive. And right now we need to adjust for other people's stuff. And then it's just messing with the game too. But I'm telling you, school systems are the best, but nobody's been teaching versus parents. My friends have been to the corporate world because they can't handle parents coaching. Boring coaches, but they can't handle parents teaching them how to do it. What was my fun day in the Favor. Favor is not easy. We think favor is easy and, and popular, but favor is not easy to scrutinize. Because when you get favor with the right people, it's going to be unfavorable with the wrong Right now, when you're growing in favor, in wisdom and stature, in favoring your life, you are going to go to levels that the people that don't want to go to the level with you, they are not going to like it when you're going to that level. And they are going to say, you know, let's face it, the reason misery looks me is because miserable people that see that you're not as miserable as you were, they used to be miserable with you. They have to look in the mirror or say, yeah, that's a They're so righteous. They think their crap don't say, no, they don't stay on the level that you were on with them for 10 years. Favor is often doesn't feel favorable. Often. Most of the time. You don't get to know class, and I'm saying somebody's going to put you down and favor. It's like you grow. Because people who encourage control, they don't like people who are taking ownership and control. Okay. I'm just saying. Tell somebody to say wisdom. Favor, stature. This is Peter, right? Peter, who was a follower of Jesus. Why Jesus showed him how to go to Joker and look right right in the New Testament, probably had some kind of instruction. Definitely bipolar, off the charts. This is him when he wrote his epistle. If you see the apostle Paul in this, the many writings versus when his perspective just changed. Peter changed because he grew in wisdom, stature, and favor. Peter says this in his epistle. This is years, years, years after Jesus died and resurrected. He said, For this very reason, make everything. Okay. Peter faith. Then he gave his followers goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self control. And to self control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual affection, Love, which is qualities of what? Whole and healthy people. Growing people. He says, for if you possess these qualities in a way that you can increase them, in other words, if you're going deeper and they're expanding in your heart, he says, they will keep you from being what? Ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, you won't be putting yourself in holes and, and taking 10 steps back and you take one step forward. You will actually be able to create some space to save some of them because you don't need them. But whoever does not have them is what? Near-sighted and blind. They don't see clearly. 
And forgiving the things that they cleanse from the past since they forgive what God did for them. You see that today? People are hating People are saying, Christianity is a joke because Christians act like a joke. But that's ridiculous. That's as contradictory as what people who virtually church did. We're willing to blame all the time because we are nearsighted and blind. Just about I need to see that. We want to introduce you. The Bible says, just so you know, the Bible says we are called to grow from glory, glory, faith, and faith. Inwardly, we are to be a big day by day. I want to go deeper. I want us to go deeper. That is what God wants for you. That's what we want for you. Say, say, cards on the table. Lose yourself in it. Introduce you, take you deeper, and lose yourself in it. Because the presence of God does no good if you don't do something with it. If you don't completely get it, your life source, it is everything. Remember, I told you all these guys grew. Believe the book of Philippians, he wrote towards the end of his life. This isn't the Paul who told Corinth, I'm glad I didn't baptize any of you, bunch of crazy jokers, you got a bad attitude. This is Paul with jealousy from Christian people, is why he's in prison. Not people trying to kill him, people who are jealous of him. And this is his response because he was so lost in his relationship with God. He said, No, you're running the system. I have not achieved it. When everybody's telling you what you did and you didn't do it and you're trying to make a point, you want to say, I'm a good mama. I'm a good daddy. That joke is a pizza. Everybody, that business didn't tell me, what about me or pay me? This is how Paul responds. I have not achieved it. I ain't got no mind cap together, but I'm focused on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to the loss of today. I press on to the reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God in Christ Jesus is calling us. He was so lost in his relationship with God that nothing could change. He told Ephesus when they were worried, he wrote that to Ephesus is another letter he wrote. He told him, he said, Don't worry about me because this prison cell has been bound to me since God. This is a man who had lost himself in his relationship with God. You can do that too. It's a way that's not just Paul, it's a way that's all. They thought they were going to die in the storm in the boat. And Peter's just like, I mean, they thought they were going to die in the boat. In the boat, they thought they were going to die. He didn't make jokes like this. I feel like y'all got one of them, I ain't done it since Easter. Peter knows it, I guarantee everybody's like, oh, he's crazy. He's dead. We got down it. Peter just killed himself. He just went to the closet on everybody. And they thought he was dead until he was walking on water. They thought you would never get something you got to say to me next time I talk about that. They thought you weren't going to get sober until you did. They thought you couldn't get to the grief because of your learning disabilities until you did. They thought that you couldn't regain your relationship with your kids and turn your marriage around. They thought you couldn't be a millionaire like you've been saying since you were seven years old until you did. They thought he was crazy. You grew up, hey, you grew up with no daddy, no mama, you no mama or daddy, your grandparents raised you, or you were in foster children, foster care. You are not a statistic, and you are going to show the statistics wrong. Will you do when you lose yourself in it? The peace that passes all understanding that you lost your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus when they criticize you, when you're in a room full of anxiety and panic attacks, that's not just available to Paul. That is available to you and me. Lose yourself. Don't just go deeper. 
If he shuts the door on your dreams, it means he's got bigger dreams for you. Quit beating yourself. You've been divorced. You never wanted to be divorced. You wanted to be with your mommy and daddy. Well, you're not. He's got a story for you. Move forward. Lose yourself in it. That's what God wants for you. He wants it for you. And we want it for you. Go deeper. Lose yourself in it. Jesus like jumping on the cross. Hebrews chapter 12 says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. You know why he had joy on the cross? Because he lost himself in his relationship with his father. That was his focus. That was his heart. His focus. This is not things I can do with my spirit, even though you're not going to Lose yourself in it. It's not it. It's a real man, a real woman, somebody that really wants to be open to have life change. You lose yourself in it. You, that's what you got to do to make your life better. The disciples in Acts chapter 4, this is Peter and John, just to remember. They were about to get put in prison. It was, it was long that they were doing to them. And, and they were courage. They, they had so much courage. And the Jews thought that the Jews were one to kill Jesus. And they were about to kill him or at least in prison. And it says that the Jews, the Pharisees, it says that they were amazed at their courage. They saw that they were uncaring, ordinary, and uneducated, average people. Probably under average, we talk about Peter. But they took the notes they had been in They kept saying, lost themselves in the relationship with God. And Jesus had been dead for a while, and they prayed for a long time ago, but he was dead now. Paul's in jail. He is beaten with the back of each other. He's beaten with the hippie soldiers for three half a day. And they're in prison. It's not just, it's not just the moral of having them. They're innocent. It's also illegal because Paul was a Roman citizen. And Paul's beat. He should be in a hospital, not a prison, chained to the cell. And it says about midnight that they were praising God and saying, because they were lost in their relationship with God. That they were not trying to prove a thing to anybody. All them jokers hated and they wanted them dead. But you know what? They didn't have any mind about it because they were lost in their relationship with God. God wants it for you. We want it for you. But you got to want it for yourself. So somebody falls on the table. Lastly, pass it on. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you do. You've got to do something with it. This is the reason 2,000 years later that Christianity is still alive. The disciples still didn't get to carry on. Paul the most sympathy.
Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at iamcatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you. We care about you. And we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.